If you want to elevate your life, get unstuck and move to the next level graciously and with power and flow, then you got to understand the difference between this part of you that is the observer and the part of you that is the instigator. Because leading your story depends upon listening to one of these parts of you and ignoring the other. Let's talk about it. Welcome to the Yellow Chair Podcast with X, where we deep dive into the stories that drive our lives. Okay, let's get storyfied. I got a question for you. Have you ever watched a movie with someone, say your family, and everyone is into the movie, but, but not you? It's just not clicking. So while everyone else is laughing and having a good time, you're like, I don't, I don't get it. And then you start pointing out stuff like, did you see that string? Like we're watching a movie. I'm like, you see that string? They're like, what string? Like, I can see the string that the bat is being flown on. Like, they're like what, what are you talking about? And then you just keep interrupting and pointing out how that right there doesn't make any sense. And then eventually, after you keep doing this, your family, and I hear this too because I'm always the one asking these questions. Someone goes, that breath like, dude, if you don't shut up, like shut the, (laughs) you're ruining it, daddy. You're ruining it. And, uh, This is the power and the impotence of story in our lives. You see, we can give ourselves over to the story, just like my family, and be caught up in the movie completely and fully, I mean, utterly lost, oblivious to what's actually happening. We're so into that story. Or we can keep interrupting it ruining it, as they tell me I do, by pointing out the parts that don't make sense or the parts that you don't agree with or the things that just don't seem to line up. And that gives us a hint to the power of questioning and playing detective in our own story, in our own lives. Because when we can investigate and audit the script called our story, the beliefs that shape our thoughts, our feelings, and our actions, we become more aware. And the more aware you are, the more in control you are as it relates to the story governing your life. So that, that's the secret, or at least one of the damn secrets. Just keep interrupting the narrative and the script that is running, governing, pushing your life forward. By being curious, by seeking to be more aware, a well-placed question can interrupt a story and a script and put you in a position to make a change or to do something different. Hey, what's going on here? Why, Why did I just say that? Wait a minute. Is that really true? Hmm. Where did that come from? All of these inquisitive questions are basically the speed bumps that stop us running 100 miles an hour in a particular direction. And they are effective. They're small, they're subtle, and we have to slow down when we're going over them or we're going to wreck. And it's just a very small question. (laughs) You know, I've been part of helping teams, you know, do $25 million plus projects, $100 million plus projects, the things we're working on are monumentally important. And a team will have 
massive momentum in a particular direction. And everyone is caught up in the story, caught up in the story, moving things forward, moving things forward. And this is one person on the team who keeps asking these damn questions that just they're like speed bumps. They're nagging. They're annoying. They're disruptive. They don't seem to be going along with where we're going. And that's the power of these disruptive questions. They can they can really, really put a, a, a stop to whatever's going on with the most simplest of things. A question. You know, my, my, my nine year old, I got three kids, right? Nineteen, uh, 16 and just recently turned nine. And my nine year old has this thing that only Gen Zers have. They have this way of being aggressive with me. When we were growing up, you couldn't be aggressive. You'd get popped in the mouth, right? There were other ways to be aggressive. We'd go break some shit, and then they'd be like, who broke that? Wasn't me. I don't know. Wasn't me. But my kids, they have a way of being aggressive with daddy with these questions, right? So I, my nine-year-old, for example, I'll be talking to her, and I'll make a statement like, hey, like, like I told, like, uh, we went to Big Bear Lake recently. We're going to go to Big Bear Lake. I'm trying to sell it to her. We're going to go to Big Bear Lake. We're going to have some fun. It's going to be really good. And then she'll say something like, well, will it, though? And that, that, that language, like, I can't even capture it. She does it so smoothly, right timing, right pitch. Will it, though? And then I'm like, I'm not to be deterred because I want to sell this thing. Yeah, it's going to be good. I'm talking to me, really? She's like, really? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, but we're going to get on rides. It's going to be fun. Will it, though? And she scrunches her face and she does that high pitched. And it's like, gosh, she just she just is not going along with the script at all because she has this well-timed question that disrupts the story that I'm trying to sell. Damn Gen Zers. But again, it gives us clues. So to be author of your story, you have to become more aware of your story. You have to disrupt the script and question the plot and all the parts of the narrative. And look, this isn't hard of and to itself. It's just a matter of a habit. You know, I was in a clubhouse yesterday, my first clubhouse. I got the floor. I was speaking yesterday about creativity and heart and, you know, my story around that. But there was this guy who made a comment. I forget his full name, but he's David. Uh, his name is David. And he spoke about this purposeful activity of being the observer and how he helps his young staff to find that within themselves. And this is exactly what I mean here, right? As author, your awareness is simply the act of observing. A detachment and distancing where you are not in the story, but observing it. And I promise you, this perspective, whether you have a deep introspective question list to ask yourself, or some fancy thought model that like I have, I got all these thought models, I'm crazy, nerdish with all this stuff, right? It doesn't even fucking matter. Just simply being the observer changes things, but with one caveat. You can be the observer or you can be the instigator. Now, the observer observes with objectivity and becomes subjective when what is being observed seems to be incongruent with one's values, goals, and what the actors in the story are supposed to be working toward. So the observer goes, wait, 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 cut. Wait a minute, wait a minute. 
the scene isn't working. I didn't believe that line because it just doesn't match with the story that we're supposed to be working on or toward. Right. So the well-timed question, the well-timed cut, the well-timed kind of, hey, what's going on here? It's subjective, weighing and measuring, just looking, observing, and then well-placed timed questions that put us back into a path and perspective that is driven by our purpose, our values and our goals. In other words, it's conducive to leading our story, the observer, right? But there's the instigator. And you know what I'm talking about here, right? Same detachment from the story. But this MF, what is what is what does he or she do? Right? They pick and choose which parts of the story they pay attention to. Right? The instigator highlights the errors and the omissions of others. It highlights the ego, the fear, the worry, and anxiety, causing the actors, i.e. you, to accentuate the negative, the downside, the potential danger in the story. You know what I'm talking about. You got that instigator. See, I told you she would hurt you like that. I told you stuff never works out the way it's supposed to. She, see, she's exactly the way I thought it was. You know what? We don't need that anyway. You know what? You're right. Keep doing it that way. The instigator tunes us in and keeps us stuck because it isn't there to help us to grow. It's there to help us shrink and to protect ourselves out of misplaced fear. So the only thing the instigator is concerned with is rehashing the old story and finding all the evidence of why it's true. And when we listen to that part of us, we stay stuck. So awareness must be guided by the observer, an objective party within ourselves whose aim is to direct and author the very best story possible. So let's, uh, let me give you a script for how I run the observer inside of myself and when I'm working with clients on their story, their personal inner story, there are three things I want you to work on right here. Number one, you need to know what a great story for your life looks like. Right? It's very hard to hit a mark if you don't know what the target is, right? So what do you want? And what is your why? Now, when I'm dealing with younger people in this sense, trying to grapple with the idea of why is a very difficult thing to, to hold on to. But what I want to encourage you to do is find a big enough what, something that pushes you and pulls you at the same time to chase and go get. Because when we pursue our what, we start to figure out our why. All the patterns that seem to unite our past, present, and future come through the experience of trying to accomplish, trying to do, trying to experience. Now, if we have some tenure, some time on our side, we've been through it then it may be worth the time of sitting down and figuring out our why, our purpose, the story that always has seemed to be with us from when we were just a child to who we are to this day. And I can tell you from experience, when you have that story and you understand that why, a whole new chapter unfolds for us. But it, it takes some work to get there, right? So, but regardless of where you are in this journey, you need to understand what a great story looks like for you, even if it's just one that you're putting in place as a temporary 
place to hold until you figure out the quote unquote real story. Right. Have a target, have an agenda. What is this story called your life? What does it look like? What would you be happy with? What will fulfill you right now? You don't have to get it right. You don't have to have it perfect. You just need to have a vision of what this thing might look like called your life, your story. That's number one. Number two, you need to know the lines to that story, right? Right. A general guideline on how your main characters, what they think, what they feel and how they should act. Right. Every story, right, that has this happy ending, there are actors inside of it, mainly you, in this case, the metaphor. Well, we got to know our lines. So how does that person think? How does she feel day to day? And what does he do? Right. I call that your do greater than triad. Think, feel, do. And start to really think about those guidelines. Right. What does that script look like for your main characters? Right? And we have different characters. Notice I said plural because we have different roles, responsibilities. Um, we bring different parts of us to different areas of our life. But if we have a story of excellence of what it looks like in this area and one in this area, and we understand the thoughts, feelings and actions that will help us to tell that story, we can be our best and our most happy, fulfilled and successful self, regardless of the roles, responsibilities or the targets that we have in front of us. So that's number two. And last but not least, you got to set a routine, a routine where your observer can come out. Your director can come out and help you to measure, to weigh and to guide your cast. Asking the well-timed question. Did I nail my lines? Do I have the right thoughts? Where did that come from? Why do I feel that way? What is this action? Does it serve me? What am I holding on to? What do I need to let go of? That observer needs to be there and being able to drop that well-placed question to create awareness, to help you create that feedback loop, to change your direction just ever so slightly so you're more in tune with the story that you're seeking to live, not the one that you've always lived. Make sense? So these are just some general guideposts for any endeavor, any endeavor, really have a target, a general plan of attack, your blueprint, and then a way to measure it and to make micro adjustments so that you can stay on point and on task. This is critically important because if you don't have all three and this last point, if you don't schedule it and make it part of your routine, it will not serve you. Your old story has been practiced, drilled and rehearsed for years, decades even. So we have to bring a certain level of consistency to our practice drilling and rehearsing of this new story of being the observer and making the micro adjustments that keep us on point, on target, on script. A lot of us, we, we go at it for a little bit and we feel the tension and friction between our old story and this new one. And we, 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 we feel like a failure because we've dropped the ball. We feel like incongruent because it doesn't really match up. We feel like we failed because this new story isn't easy. Well, God damn it, you just started it. But that's what the observer is there for, to help you to ask the right questions, to keep you consistently practice drilling and rehearsing your new lines. 
so you can think, feel, and act in accordance with that new story. And that's the power of consistency and having a routine. As I talk about in other episodes on this podcast, you got to have a routine that brings these simple practices into your life on a day-by-day basis. Because with that consistency, the compound effect, all of that starts to take place. And you start to build momentum and you start voting for this new idea, this new story, these new habits. And with each new vote, each new day that you cast yourself into this new role, you will start to believe it. You will start to feel it. You will start to act it. You will start to actually unfold this new story called your life. But we have to intervene to disrupt the old path. We have to put the instigator on ice and give the observer the objective, partial part of us who is there to help us rewrite the story called our life in a way that fits our values, our desires, our purpose, and our goals. We have to give him, we have to give her the space to be great because she won't let us down. So give give her the stage. Let her observe. And I promise you, you'll write the very best story possible called your life. I'm out. Hey fam, thanks again for joining me in the yellow chair. I want to invite you to go even deeper to take this to the next level by pulling out your phone and texting me at 800-425-2095. That's 800-425-2095. That's my direct number. Type in the word yellow chair. And when you text me, you'll be joining my X Factor weekly insider community where I send out resources to help you to continue to storify your life and to lead your story. So don't miss that opportunity. 800-425-2095. Thanks again for joining me here in the yellow chair. Make sure you like, subscribe, comment, share these podcasts. We're trying to change 100 million people's lives and you're a part of that. So thank you again and I see you in the next yellow chair. I'm out.